GM, GM. What's going on, man? Jim, Jim. How you doing? Oh, man. Bouncing back. I uh, um, got a little sick over the Thanksgiving weekend, so um, that was partially why I ended up not doing the spaces yesterday, but I ended up getting bogged down with a lot of other crap coming back home after the weekend gone. Um, how about yourself, man? When do you, uh, when do you head out to, um, when do you head out to Miami? Uh, Thursday. Uh, I think I landed at around like 4 PM, um, in Miami on Thursday. So just working a bunch, getting prepared for that. Yeah. Glad you're feeling better. I've noticed a lot of people getting sick for a variety of things. Some catching COVID, some, you know, just random bugs. But luckily, I've been able to matrix my way through that without a sneeze. Bro, that's the thing. I guarantee you, especially like this time of year, it's just bound to happen at an event like Art Basel. Everybody, half the people that go are going to come back sick. It's just one of the things that you kind of sign up for going for it. But I still think it's like completely worth it to go. Like, that is not a discouragement to anybody saying, be a hermit, don't go to these events and stay in, right? Like, it's completely worth it. But, you know, it, it takes me back to, do you remember all the headlines after the Bitcoin conference being a quote-unquote super spur event? <laughs> Bro, I, I, I remember going to that. I had so many journalists from, like, the Miami Herald and other different outlets that were reaching out for comments about going to the, because I tweeted out something about getting sick about getting COVID after I got back. And I had so many people that reached out. Thankfully now it's not nearly as big of a deal. No. Yeah. Have you, have you seen the, uh, um, I mean, any of the COVID charts, whether it be the U S or the world, it, it's charted like a shit coin right now. <laughs> and that's never going to recover. Uh, it's pretty amusing. I checked it out like last week. Is it the COVID rates of people actually getting COVID? Or yeah. is it COVID um, like, you know, people actually reporting it and, you know, going and getting tested? That's It's probably combo. Uh, I think it was COVID rates. I'm going to look it up again. Uh... Well, but bro, so much of that has to be before, you know, a lot of the requirements that people had for the testing just completely gone. Right. Like, so people aren't getting tested every single day after every single sneeze, cough, whatever. I bet it's just as prevalent as it was. People have just learned to not really give a shit and haven't gone in. So the reporting levels aren't quite what they used to be. But I bet it's right there as far as as contagious, as prevalent as what it, you know, what it was at the peak. I mean, heck, yeah. it might even be more so because, you know, as these viruses develop, they end up getting less and less or less and less deadly, you know, more and more contagious. So I bet, like, that's probably what ended up happening. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because from my own personal perspective, you know, even since the since the Sparta or since the spawn of it, when it was, you know, over the top millions of people getting COVID, you know, every week, blah, 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 blah. I was out at the club <laughs> twice a week, no mask, no jab, never got the jab, still haven't sneezed once. And, you know, knock on wood a little bit, but it, I don't know. I could just be immune. What up, family? So, man, maybe so. What's going on, 80s? How we doing today? Doing well, sir. Um, I, I'm excited starting tomorrow. Um, I, I finally just like within the last hour pulled the trigger on a Roadcaster Pro. So um, a Roadcaster Pro 2, whatever the heck it is. So I'm excited, like should be upgrading my audio quality from just the uh, the AirPods uh, <laughs> here oh, in a bit. Cool, man. Yeah, like, you know, you know what finally gave me enough FOMO to do it? Was anytime people like PP or one of these other guys would get up here and they could do all those cool sound effects in the background. The soundboard, man. Yeah, That's it's the soundboard, bro. <laughs> um, no, PP's good people, man. I need to reach out to him, too. I, uh, I still haven't reached out to him. I need to figure out what the best thing to get to. But you're saying the Roadcast? Is that what it is? The Roadcaster Pro, too. I know he has a different one. Um, but you know, everything that I've looked up, I know quite a few other people that use the roadcat, like, um, PO and, uh, Nick, 
use it. I'm, I'm pretty sure Farouk uses it. Um, you know, several other people that, you know, just heard a lot of good reviews from people that do it, that use it consistently, love it. And then everything that I found online, the majority of things point toward it for being like one of the top audio, like apparently it enhances, you know, it doesn't just record the audio, somehow it enhances it also and automatically saves it on SDK carton. So you can automatically go back have the uh, whatever audio from the session already recorded, easy to up, uh, upload to any type of podcast type setting. Um, just takes a lot of the different loops out of the mix that you typically have to deal with if you're just dealing with, you know, trying to download from Twitter audio, et cetera. I'm looking at it right now. It looks pretty fire. Um, it, it's interesting that you're talking about this because I feel like this has been like the topic of discussion over the past couple of weeks, like everybody more moving into content creation and like utilizing the Twitter spaces feature more, but trying to like upgrade it on there. And I've, I've heard of so many different ones throughout the past couple of weeks. So this one looks actually fire, man. Um, not a bad price too. So uh, yeah, you integrate yeah. it with your phone or what? So yeah, you're able to integrate it with your phone, really any other audio device. So you can, you know, integrate it from your phone to your computer to whatever else. A um, lot of cool features that I, you know, I just started. I've only watched like two YouTube videos on it, so I'm by far, far from an expert on anything with it right now. But from everything that I'm looking up, you know, it's worth it. If you're going to spend a lot of time creating content and bringing people on, having conversation with other people on multiple you know platforms and try to you know take that audio and take it to other platforms as well like you gotta have it basically cool i'm gonna buy it. it's only 10 percent off today so it's not a big it's not a huge discount but you know it's something worth looking into hey by the way anybody in the audience feel free to come up here um you know obviously we love hanging out but we love meeting new people also so feel free to request. We'll bring you up. I promise it's not as scary as it seems. Just just start uh, sending out invites to and see who pulls the trigger. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll, I'm going to send an invite to every single every person single in person. this room <laughs> right now. And we're going to do it. Um, so when do you, asking when do you get up for to trouble. Miami, 80s? Uh, Miami, I, I, I was planning on getting there Thursday, but uh, the FOMO is hitting me kind of hard, and I kind of wanted to get there a little early. So I'm thinking after I get the beard trimmed on Wednesday morning, I might drive up there or drive down there. I mean, why not? Yeah, why not, right? I mean, I'm just – you know me, man. I'm excited to meet people and just have that in-real-life connection and share the vibes, man. That's what I'm really there about, so – all right, well, we we got our first request: Trump's forex hack. <laughs> so oh, let's Trump's see this. Hack. <laughs> this should be interesting. Salut, Mr. Trump. What's going on? Salutations, man? everyone. How are you guys? Doing well. How about yourself? Not bad. Looking at Luna C USDT. I just took a leverage long position. <laughs> oh, good luck with that, man. Good luck with that. Um, that uh you know like i i really haven't again after taking a break throughout the weekend like it, it, it there's just a freeing feeling being able to step away from charts and from everything else completely for a few days and that's what i finally decided while i was out there um for the thanksgiving break so i haven't seen any charts other than coming back to see okay like shit's a little bit down today oh well like you know i'm already at the point where i i i think everything's on a fire sale one way or the other. So I'm just like, I, I think it's more focusing on stacking longer term stuff anyway. So it doesn't really affect anything that I'm looking at. So not a big deal. Yeah. And if we, uh, if we watch history, we all know what's about to happen after uh, this next <laughs> conference. <laughs> Bro, don't even say that. Don't even say that. Rooster, tell me, tell me what's going on with the plague, man. Let's, let's hop back into the NFT scene. So what's going on with the plague? What caused the pump there? What are we looking at right now? Because I looked at it. You're right, man. Like solid, solid movement for it up to 0.269. I think that's an all-time high as far as um, the plague 
um, floor price, even from the, the last pump they had back in early October, um, pretty positive. That's the highest we've ever seen on it, right? Um, so it actually got to 0.3 last night. Shit, um, it really it did. I'm not sure if that's the all-time high as far as floor price, nor um, the exact reason for the increase in volume. I've always been curious about the plagues of all and i still feel like they are undervalued with the amount of engagement um the community gets on twitter compared to literally any other project um and how strong the followers believe in and pawns the founder so i've yeah. always it's it's always made me you know think a little bit harder as to you know why they haven't been able to break through to that next level yet um, I did, you know, see a couple um, things tweeted from Pawns over this uh, past week that may or probably did help in the momentum. But as far as I know, there's not any single one thing that, uh, you know, caused the pump other than, you know, just a more organic growth. Yeah, it, it, you are right, man. Like, that is one thing that I think is really, you know not just with the plague, but with a lot of stuff right now is, you know, looking at that type of activity and the plague is one of those with ponds where I feel like, especially with the engagement that he has with Wob and some of the others, it just feels like it has been truly undervalued, but you know, it, it's like that across the board with a lot of projects right now, right? Like there aren't, there isn't really anything in the NFT space, just doing incredible multiples over a week long period where, you know, what you saw in the bull run, where it was happening across the board, there just isn't that type of liquidity right now. So, you know, it's just accumulation and this slow grind up for a bunch of solid projects. And I feel like the plague fits that bill for um, where it's been over the course of the past. I mean, really, since its inception. You really get to see people like taking an actual step back and seeing what's important to them in NFTs and if they are convicted for the long term hold. Um, they want to see a project that's active, a project that's innovative, a project that's, you know, here building and, and and with the engagement of their community too. So I think that's like another huge play that people are seeing. Like they want to be involved in something like that. They're tired of the rugs. They're tired of the fly-by-night projects. And also the frogs have been just constantly consistent since inception. And shout out to Cube, man, because Cube – Look the, the wonky family up big time with the with the frogs getting us in. Definitely, man. Hey, should I should I go and stake my frogs right now? I never have. I've got ten frogs. I would just for the fuck of it. I mean, uh, you know, why not? Um, okay, I'm gonna go figure out how to do that real quick. Like, is there is it linked on their their Twitter page? I'm looking at all their links right now. I think you go to um, theplague.com or something like that. Um, I don't know how they have it set up. Yeah, I'm being really careful making sure I'm following official links. I don't want to just – like that's yeah, let me find that it for I'm you. so wary of with let me find it for you. in the, the NFT space is you've got to be so careful about that you're following everything official when you're doing this. So I'm going to go to the official website, plaguenft.com, stake now, um, and I will add 10 more frogs to that list of steak frogs live on spaces because why not let's go baby should i call ponds in here call ponds in here right now i'm finally doing it i don't know why it's <laughs> taking me so long i'm not i'm not getting rid of these so hey let me ask you a question I, about that real quick um i, I was me and the guys at room 110 we're, we're we're trying to think of something a little more innovative to do um with our founders that you know we we have on once a week thinking about doing like a founders round table discussion, like bringing in multiple founders from uh, NFT project. Would you be willing to hop in there? I know Pond said he would already be willing to do it. Um, would you be something that you'd do or what? So willing to hop in for what, man? I'm, I'm sure the answer is yes. But it's a round, know. it's a round table discussion of just the founders, just shooting the shit, talking about the space, talking yes. about innovation and stuff like that. Bringing integrity, you know how we roll in room one time. So, yeah, man, I'm definitely down. Um, all right, Rooster got rugged. That's awesome. He's back.
Dang it, dude. Okay, by the way, I'm on the plague the plague site right now, and I don't know if I'm an idiot and I'm just missing something, but there is not a place like I'm on the staking page, and you've got on there it shows your balanced frog, which is zero, farmed frog, zero at the moment. So now I'm looking, and it, you know the only options are harvest, disconnect wallet, and add frog to wallet, but I don't see any options to stake it natively on their site. Um, your inner wallet's connected. That's what it says, man. It says I'm connected. I want to make this happen because you know it's one of those things. Again, here's the way I look at it, and why I should have done this a while ago. So, say that they do, say that they do something where somehow down the road you've got a situation where it's like the gods and dust, right? And you know, there's some type of crazy hype movement where, the pl- you know, the plague ends up soaring and then Frog ends up being the utility token for that. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, as much as I love any of these NFT, um, you know, groups, anything that you're staking for these coins, they're just a shit coin at the end of the day. They're all going to end up at zero eventually. Like, it is what it is. I'm sorry, not the NFTs themselves, but the coins, like, you know, just, like, that, that that's my altcoin theory for a lot of this stuff that's in there. But at a certain point, that doesn't mean you can extract some type of value, right? You know, you look at dust and the type of pump that it had leading up to it. I'm sure if you look at dust now, you know, it's a fraction of that value at this point, right? But there was a point where it was as cheap as it is now and it ended up pumping to ridiculous levels because people wanted in on that FOMO side of it to be able to, you know, purchase their utes. What? Are you looking on there, Rooster? There's no way to do it. Yeah, um, I'm like, because I have mine staked, but I don't know if y'all can hear me right, but I am cubing bad right now. You're cubing? <laughs> cubing. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> may, I, may I ask a question, please? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, so if your staking rewards is less than what the token or the coin is devaluing, 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 uh, then what happens? What happens to your profits? Uh, I, you know, I don't know if I fully understand what you're saying here. So I, I think I kind of do, but. <laughs> it's okay, automatically going to be okay. like you, you're, you're getting you're staking an NFT so a non-fungible token and you're getting rewarded with a fungible token this frog token so I mean automatically you would assume if there was anything like look at the art gobblers in the goo right goo had this ridiculously high price at the beginning per goo I think it was like thousands of dollars per goo um, and after goo started to flood into the system and you can redeem that for an art gobbler, you can just look at that redemption mechanism. And not only did the art gobblers decline in value, but goo did also, right? Because what happened with goo? You could redeem goo for a new art gobbler. You could mint it. So you kind of saw this cyclical effect where both the supply of goo and the supply of the gobblers continued to increase. And people that were holders were extracting value from that in the meantime. So, you know, it decreased the overall value of the collection eventually. And, you know, that, that was just a one, one-off mechanism, right? You know, each mechanism from each NFT community is different, but yeah, you know, so it does depend on it. And inherently, if you are introducing new supply into any ecosystem, there's a chance that depending on the way that it's introduced, it can dilute the value of the main collection but also depending on the way that it's introduced and the potential for what it can be used for down the road, it could increase the value of the main collection. You know, so it's all completely dependent on the mechanics, I think, of the token of the project that you're looking at. Okay, understood. Thank you. So Mr. Richard Hart, welcome up to stage, man. How's it going? I said Richard Doing Hart great. instead of Richard Doing fine. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I thought you meant me. It's all right. I didn't have a long weekend yet like you guys. But I was still happy to see the frogs pumping yesterday. 
Still waiting for the wonkies to do that. Hey, man, yeah. the wonkies will have their day. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah, I deployed my first smart contract to a testnet, so I'm on that developer journey. Looking good. Yeah, one of one of our guys got hacked. Did you see that? Yeah, did you see that? Shoot, I did not. Yeah, in the in the uh, we mentioned it in the Discord. I need to uh, check that out. Red Ribbon, right? Wait, isn't that John Doge's? Um, yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think... know them, but it looked really sad. Like uh, the, 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 he still had a few of his NFTs left, but many were sold for the wrapped ETH um, bits that were around. No, I think Dude. it was John Doge who ended up get the offer. What his offer was accepted, but I think it was Breeze Champ again. He got his oh, wallet compromised. So, no, what I did see quite a few Weath offers on some good looking, um, but dang man, that's that's too bad. Um, that was such a fire rating too. I, I yeah, I was wondering if any of you guys know him. Oh, man, I, I hate hearing that whenever that happens. You know, it's one of those things, too, that, like, you know, it's it, it, it's the shitty part about this space, right? You know, it goes back to what I was talking to about the beginning, or there in the beginning, about being extremely careful when I was talking about looking for the plague and their staking mechanism. You have to be so incredibly careful to every link that you are following is legitimate and you can't be hasty about anything when you're talking about connecting your wallet, right? Like any signature that you are signing, any approval that you are giving with your wallet, like you better be 110% positive that it is legit. Um, so I'd love to hear like if Rooster, did they give any feedback like, did the person, you know, if it was Breeze, did they end up saying anything in the Discord about what happened or what might have? Yeah. So, uh, apparently, um, in another Discord he's in on uh, a shitty project, um, apparently one of the uh, mods got their Discord compromised and then dropped a link in the announcements. And, yeah, I guess he was too quick to uh, dabble in there and connect. Um, to that link or clicked on that link and it ended up being a phishing link and uh, got his wallet drained. He said um, too that the project was so bad they didn't even transfer that NFT out of his wallet on the others. <laughs> Dude, that's that sucks, man. <laughs> that's very bad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's uh, it's one of those things where you know, you just Measure twice, cut once, right? You know, I, most projects, and I'd probably say about 99% of them will never just randomly uh, drop a time-sensitive link where you have to be the first, whatever, 50 or 100 people to connect and claim. Um, any links that are trying to create urgency like that, uh, I would put as a 99% scam rate. Um so, yeah, just be be very careful when connecting your wallet to absolutely anything. And it's always good to uh, have a burner wallet, too. Um, you know, two wallets, even if you have two hot wallets, right, two different MetaMasks, you know, just one that you'll connect for minting and um, any other claims and everything and just have one that you never connect to anything um, and just pay the fees to transfer between them. It's really worth it. Uh, you know, uh, a couple bucks here and there for every transaction is definitely worth it for getting your entire portfolio drained. You know, just like drinking and calling an Uber, right? It's always better to call an Uber than to possibly get in a wreck, hurt yourself, hurt someone else, or end up in jail. I'm just curious have you guys ever been in a Discord that has been compromised like that and seen anything, you know, seen any of those links? Because I hear about Discord, you know, it, I think it's one of the most common avenues of exploits that, you know, people are taking advantage of is some Discord with extremely, you know, poor security set up where, you know, either an admin, somebody else gets hacked. 
ends up leaving a message like that and you get exactly what just happened um, for multiple people across the board. So, you know, I, but I've never actually experienced it. You know, you just see it, I, I think on a level where you know that it's common, um, but yeah. Yeah, I think um, the only one that I think I've been a part of is I think quite a few months ago that actually happened to PA. Um, one of the mods or admins got compromised and uh, ended up dropping a link. Luckily, they, you know, noticed it very quickly and was able to rectify the situation. And um, I believe they, you know, took care of anyone who ended up um, falling to that scam. Man, that's tough. But, yeah, I, I think I do remember seeing that whenever PA got compromised because I think PA got compromised at the same time as several other discords did. Yeah, I think there was uh, some some massive scam that was going around that people were falling for pretty quickly. You know, I don't remember what it was though. So, Rooster, tell me what you were talking about with Luca and the frogs. I want to, you know, you said something about a space kicking up soon. Was that the Room One Ten founders? circle that you were talking about or something else no i found a circle something different well i said luke and the frog i meant to say luke and the things i think that was uh actually 80s who commented that no um the luke and the frog thing that was actually btc um i guess um btc got luca to reply to him to do a space while he's an art basil this week and i think he was asking kaleo if he wanted to join in too but the Founders Roundtable is something completely different. Gotcha, man. Yeah, no, Rooster, you did reply. I, no, that is BTCR. I don't know why I saw his profile picture, and I thought that that was you when I first saw it. You know, I, I guess it's a little similar to your old PA uh, Guppy combo that you got. So I just saw that, like, in small text and got confused with it. My bad. Yeah, no worries. No, It's funny, too, because... Uh, one time, uh, I think it was like a month or two ago, um, BTC was like replying uh, to some plague tweets with uh, the, actually the mashup that I'm rocking right now. Um, and I was like, wait, why is he, sending <laughs> why is he posting my, my frog and stonk mashup on there? Other people's posts. I was so confused for a little bit. <laughs> Rooster, I don't know if you mentioned it earlier, but uh, you're getting in town, what, Thursday or Wednesday? Yeah, I fly in. Th Thursday's the first, right? All right, cool. Yeah, I fly in Thursday. I land at, like, 4. Um, and then I'll just Uber straight from the airport to – I think that's when we're able to get into, you know, the penthouse, right? Is 4 right, p.m. Right, is right. when yeah, – Yeah, 4 p.m. is checking. So, yeah, perfect timing. Get ready and, you know. Ready to roll. How many of you guys are meeting up at uh, Art Basel? Quite a few of us. Um, more so than I've seen before. Um, I know on our side, we have like 10 people flying from either all over the world or all over the country. Um, but there's a lot, of, a lot more people are going to this Art Basel than last year, I'll tell you that. Yeah, we got a good amount of people on our side, and then you know, there's a good amount of people that we plan on meeting up with there too from other communities. So, yeah, it, it'll be a very fun event. I'm excited for everything that's going to happen. I had a fortune cookie uh, the other day that said, "Good things will come from afar," and so I'm just attributing that to Basil this this week. I love it, man. Yeah, that PA seal and frog party should be pretty cool. Get to put some faces to the PFPs and get to share some energy and come bring some communities together. That's pretty cool, man. Hey, what about that room 110 event? That is Friday. Hey, pin it up top, pin it up top for the people. Let's do it, baby. Cool. Um, yeah. So Friday, And nobody wanted 80s to share the Room 110 Alpha, so he got rubbed. 
<laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's classified, so that that wasn't our doing. That was uh, Twitter knowing we were about to drop some some crazy information. <laughs> All right, we'll give him one more shot. If he gets rugged again in the middle of this, then you know that there's some type of algo listening to this that is trying to prevent the alpha from being shared. My phone died. Sorry. Right right when I was trying to share that, I plugged it in real quick. Wait. So we're good. Bro, if your phone died, like that is the fastest phone revival that I've ever seen for you getting back on just, stage. It just quickly. went black. I plugged it in and it came right back on. So I'm pretty impressed with it too. <laughs> All right. So drop the alpha, man. Drop the alpha. You know, feel so free to pin it up and drop the alpha on the, uh, the room 110 event. Friday from 3 o'clock to 7 p.m. at Vezister Brewing Company. It's right in the heart of the Art District, Wynwood. Room 110, what we're doing is it's an open invite, open event for people just to come, connect, learn, um, grow with each other, and, and, and a little – you don't have to hold an NFT or anything like that. This is just – it's all about the vibes, man, and bringing people together. Um, really chill little spot. Um I've been there once before with B-Ways uh, at a former meetup that we went to for PA. Um, so it's a really chill little spot. Um, yeah, really looking forward to having people um, show up. We've gotten a lot of uh, responses so far from a multitude of different projects and different people within the space. So really looking forward to bringing these vibes together in real life, man. No, I think honestly, the type of thing that you're doing with that is so cool too, because I think the events that are just come and go and aren't the huge hyped tickets are the ones where you have the opportunity to really make the best connections, right? Like you can go stand in line for hours at some other event and pray to get in, um, you know, wasting that time to get there, wasting that time sitting around having the FOMO about whether or not to do it. Or you can go to an event like what Room 110 is hosting, and you can actually have the opportunity to sit down, make real connections, skip the lines, skip the BS, and be able to hang out, right? Like, And I think you're going to save yourself time, but in the process, you're also probably going to make a way better connection than you would at any of these other parties anyway. I'm telling you, even, even whatever the top quote unquote, whatever it is that you're trying to go to, bro, the way that it works out with the majority of these NFT parties, they're like 90% sausage fest one way or the other, <laughs> right? And you walk in there and then everybody's just kind of standing around and outside of your circle, it's kind of tough to make connections with new people. So you'll go up, you'll hop in on a conversation, you'll get to meet some people, right? Like not to say that you won't, but you know, you go to a smaller event like what they're hosting and it's really way more intentional than anything else that you'll dive into, which at the end of the day, I, I think that's a lot more fun than standing around, you know, kind of clueless, lost with everybody else in this massive crowd in the first place. Well, yeah. Also, like we've been, to, you know, a couple of different conventions already and, and, and you get through the same thing. You get through the long lines and you get through the, you know, the checking verification, if you have this, that, and the other, I don't want to create any kind of division and neither did the guys in room 110. So we wanted to have that open atmosphere, that safe place, that ecosystem that people can go to without the worry of any of that other stuff that is becoming the norm. Um, granted, the parties are great and whatnot, but I, we thought it would be good to have something during the daytime leading into the evening. So People that do have other plans at night can go ahead and leave from there. Say they meet somebody at the Room 110 event. They go to uh, get together together, and they would have never even known that before. So just like to provide that conduit for people to transfer those vibes between, you know? Yeah, also remember uh, at this Room 110 event, too, uh, Kaleo will be dressed as SBF, and you will get to pie him <laughs> in the face for $5. <laughs> Dude. that that's gonna happen um i am not you know not financial advice um but bro also okay i'm looking at where it is right now too so it's in the heart of winwood which yeah man another thing about it too, i'm telling you you will have a better time 90 percent positive of this you're gonna have a better time hanging out in winwood 
just doing something chill like that and being able to hop around to the different bars there than you will anywhere on South Beach anyway. I don't care how glitz or how glam the parties are on South Beach. Man, it is a bitch getting across that bridge that week and then also navigating South Beach. Like, at least the last time that I was there in April, they're doing massive construction from what I heard that's going to take a year plus to be able to finish. So they've got a lot of the, you know, the main roads there kind of narrowed down and bottlenecked anyway. So you add that on to what is already a shit show and you're just sitting there kind of frozen in whatever area you are. And if you go out in South beach, man, a lot of the South beach bars that aren't clubs are kind of just like tourist trap type things anyway. So if you spend time in the Wynwood area, I think Wynwood is just more authentic vibe where people that actually live in Miami go out and hang out more often anyway. Um, you know, it doesn't have quite, you know, I, I mean, I, I take that back. I was going to say it doesn't have quite the same club scene. I mean, yeah, there's still some other clubs like 11 and stuff in that area, but it's got know, some pretty good club, you know, yeah, around that area. Yeah, like I mean, space. the vibe right. Yeah, the vibe, but it's also just easier to navigate, man. So I think that you guys are doing it perfect by setting it up in that spot. Appreciate that, man. I wish you could come, man. When He's coming. Cool to have you there. I, you know, that'd be some shit if he just walked in. Nobody would know who, who he was either. That's the funny yep. thing about it. Nah, are you talking about Cube or me? Talk about you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I'll just I'll fly in. I'll bring my air mattress, and you know, I'll just you'll you'll everybody will be like, "What is this random guy doing?" I'll pick a random name in the wonky community. And uh, <laughs> we literally have a penthouse about a block away from that spot, too. So if you need a place to crash, man, you know, we, we got your brother. Just claim to be a uh, slick Rick, the pump the floor guy who comes in like <laughs> once every two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, that'd yeah, be great. Slick Rick it is, man. So what yeah, are what, no, I was going to say, you're, you're right about the South Beach and Wynwood, you know, difference. The first time I went down last year, I was, I was in South Beach. And then I went to NFT uh, Miami Week um, earlier this year, and I stayed in Wynwood. And the the experience was night and day difference. Like, I, I made so many more connections um, in Wynwood. The, the vibes were right. And, and you're right. It's just easy to navigate around there, man. Yeah, so, yeah. Even, even Brickle, man. Like, you know, Brickle's another spot that everybody hypes up. But, like, really, what is in Brickle? You know, like, anytime that I stay there, they're just, you know, you've got, like, Komodo and a few other spots. But I don't know, man. I like I've status. Never, yeah, status. like, Brickle's the status of staying there. But there's just not a ton that I've found personally to do anytime that I'm down there. I end up always going, you know, the, like the other areas, like Wynwood, South Beach, whatever else. So I don't know. Like, yeah. And also the other thing with Brickle too, that's extremely annoying. You have these little drawbridges um, for that little inlet. And when those things get pulled up for these yachts to go through, bro, you are just sitting in standstill traffic again. And it can be 20 minutes of just being stopped before you even move. Yeah. See that, that's why we're planning on uh all grabbing a scooter when we get there. Scooter um, ride, baby. <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. I'm, I'm Lock so it up. And then, yeah, we're just going to mob around on scooters. So if you see like a a, a group of 110 people scooting around uh, through Wynwood and South Beach, um, it's probably us. <laughs> we're wearing our wonky shirts. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing yeah, my wet Kaleo shirt. I am getting FOMO. See, see, let's keep talking about it. <laughs> That's going to be on a flight soon. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say when he was talking about buying that uh, that voice modulator microphone earlier, I was like, "That's a funny way of saying uh, plane ticket to Miami." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. What, what's up with that? You said last week you didn't have money to do that, but you're buying a seven hundred dollars voice mixer today. So, what's up, bro? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm calling you out now. The last times, the last times that I've gone to Miami, I've spent like you know, probably like close to ten grand a trip. <laughs> I'm already two. I'm like twenty five hundred in, and I'm not even there yet. So I, I know you're. That's, that's what I'm saying. So I'm like, <laughs> do I need to spend that ten grand on that? <laughs> 
I don't know. And obviously, there are more frugal ways to be able to have trips and do that type of stuff. You just get roped in. Here's the thing about Miami that I've experienced the previous times. You get roped into these situations where you just end up spending a lot more than you ever planned going into it in the first place, at least with a lot of the people that I was with previous times. And obviously, times are different in the heart of the bull market, right, you know, versus the bear market. But still, you know, people want to have a good time. They want to go out. And, like, especially in this type of situation, everybody is trying to flex. So, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, bro, it's sometimes nice to be able to avoid – the the chaos that follows it but obviously like you know it's obviously a good time because i've gone to how many events over the course of the past year and a half and how many times also have i been in this situation where it's a few days away and then somehow i've ended up going probably too many also (laughs) (laughs) and we'll we'll end up there again because the short answer of whether you should come or not is yes and the long answer is also yes uh, I think we did a right <laughs> rooster. Or like between all the guys, we split. You know this place. It, it cut costs tremendously, on, on and we got a hell of a deal on it too. So, like you don't have to spend that much money. Just don't buy ten thousand dollar astronaut paintings, Clea. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, it's an investment. I mean, but realistically, even looking at that one, it's like a $10,000 astronaut painting. Okay, you know, what is that in term? Actually, and, you know, if anything, that has actually slightly increased in USD value over the course of the past year. So, you know, like, solid investment. I love it. Hey, I just love it because it's an astronaut. You know, my uh, affinity with astronauts. So, right there with you, brother. Um, so what else you guys got going on right now? I, actually, here's a question that I've got for y'all because I've seen quite a few tweets about it throughout the timeline today. What are y'all's thoughts about different NFT projects charging for events as far as entry? You know, I mean, I'm, it, I, I, I'm both ways with it, like. I personally wouldn't do it because there's just so many other opportunities out there that I don't have to pay for. Um, I feel like if I've already invested in an NFT project and bought that, why would I have to pay more money to reap some kind of entertainment or fun out of my investment? So that's my thought on it. Yeah. It it depends on what the event is and, you know, how they're going about it. So, you know, the easiest illusion I can make is um, the pandas because uh, they're all about in real life events and um, things like that. So they have many free events, but they also have other events that you would have to pay at cost for, like being able to go um, sit in the Raiders suite uh, for a game, the, the, the Campi Pandas suite uh, for a Raiders game. Um, I know they're doing like those tickets at cost. Because I can understand if you're only paying, you know, between 150 bucks to $400 um, for a piece of the project, right? You can't expect to be delivered, you know, tens of thousands of dollars of free events per person, right? It has to make sense financially and logistically. Um, so to a certain extent, I believe there should be a healthy balance of free to attend ones and then um other more exclusive events that you may end up having to pay for that was such a more eloquent way to put it than i put it i appreciate that (laughs) so what events have you heard of that people are complaining about that are paid for events that are out there right now man i don't listen to people complaining (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna yeah i haven't i haven't really paid much mind to it either yeah, I, I don't pay attention to, um, you know, that side of the Twitter thing. Because, yeah, you know, I, I think I agree with you, Rooster. If it's one of those things where it was promised going into it, to a certain extent, you're like, you know, there is some level of expectation. But past that, you know, events are expensive. <laughs> and if you want to be able to do it for not just a year, but, you know, on a continuous basis, 
then I think at a certain point, you know, it definitely makes sense for some of these different NFT projects to be able to charge for it. Because, you know, say that you've got an event and the capacity is like 500 people and you've got 20,000, you know, holders of your project. At what point do you be able, you know, do you cut that down and say, well, you can go and you can't, you know, obviously you can do a claimed ticketed thing where maybe the first 500 to claim it can go in. But, you know, I think at a certain point it makes sense to be able to say, hey, you have access to be able to go to this event. Other people don't even have the access, but yeah, you're going to have to help, you know, kind of pay and enter into the cost. It's the same thing with like a lot of other memberships that, um, you know, like you end up paying for. There are opportunities you still can attend that other people won't be able to. So there's that exclusivity. But at a certain point, you know, it definitely makes sense to be able to contribute toward whatever event is happening, both logistically and from the sense of being able to keep it going, you know, from the longevity standpoint of view. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speaking on that, too, um, even after a project completely mints out, right, it, realistically, they haven't raised that much money in terms of business, right? So you don't necessarily want your project to just go spend their entire um, funds and reserves on just one in real life event for everybody. And then that's it. Then, you know, they have no other streams of revenue other than royalties. And then now they've just dug themselves into a deep hole that they have no money to progress the business on. what would the party be intended for? Like when you set it up though, like let's think of the mind of the, the planner here. Like, are we exactly. intending to go spend a hundred grand to have a party with only a few hundred of the people that were hopefully willing to pay for an entrance ticket? Like what's, what's the objective here? I guess is no. what the main topic is. Yeah, exactly. That's the whole point. Remember last time you were in Miami, what was that one NFT project advertising? Um, uh, massive, party and flight to like the Bahamas or something <laughs> no <laughs> it was me and P-Ways. we were talking to this project man it was in Bali of all places we're gonna get all and it was like a 10,000 piece collection we're gonna get all of our holders and we're gonna have this massive party in Bali and me and B-Ways looked at each other and we're like you're gonna fucking decimate the island with 10,000 people at a party at one time it made no sense. Yeah, yeah but, but it sounds too good to be true. It is. But yeah, exactly. So um, it, again, like you said, it depends all on the intentions, right? Because there are, you know, budgeted ways you could like PA does many in real life events, right? But they do it um, realistically and have expectations for the amount of people that are going to show up and they don't, you know, overly spend you know humongous amounts of money on setting up these in real life events you know they're a lot they're smaller events um and they have like a pretty much a rsvp and so they can guess how many people are actually going to show up and budget accordingly i've known they've i know they've done i think at least eight to ten events um so far like that uh, so it can be done um I went to one of those events, well. and you know what? It was free, and I, I didn't have to do anything. I just showed up, exactly. and I hung out with people, and we vibed and talked about life and NFTs and shit. Exactly, and so that, but that's, that's part of that balance. A hardcore party, though. You know, like it, you're talking about running out a venue, a club, or whatever, um, drinks, party, the whole works. Um, you know, that's a completely different story, though. Yeah, so yeah, I think exactly. at a certain point, you know, maybe maybe another thing that you could do with that is, you know, say that you want to somehow extend it out to the public as well, right? You know, and have an event where you have X amount of people, you give your holders priority in being able to order any type of ticket and you use some type of discount or, you know, it's some type of app cost type of thing, right? Or maybe a little bit, you know, beneath that, if you're able to get some co-sponsors for the event. Let the holders have X amount of time to be able to book it. Then from there, open it up to the public at some extremely inflated price where it's like, okay, if people want to be able to come in at a public price and not hold the project, great, do it. You know, come mingle, bring new people into the community, um, hang out. But at the same time, you know, you still are providing that benefit to your holders 
by, you know, giving them that early access and giving them that discounted rate. And, you know, so you're still providing some level of opportunity for them in that process. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought of who actually needs to pay for the party out of their own pocket when it's $16 a beer. <laughs> you recoup all your investment with like just drinks. Well, yeah, bro. I mean, $16 a beer in Miami, but you know, in South Beach, you're talking about like $30 for a cocktail going anywhere. And, you know, so $16 per beer, $30 per cocktail. So, you know, say that one of these events costs like 150 bucks. That's literally just five drinks to be able to recoup the value. And that's considering that you're claiming that the value of actually being there, hanging out, meeting the people, you know, the networking effect has zero value. Exactly. And that, that you know, that lines right up in, uh, to my thesis in NFTs, right? I, I won't be upset if, you know, every single NFT that I own goes to zero right now. I mean, I'd be slightly upset, but the value in the connections um, and the networking and the people that I've met, I already value way higher than all my investment combined. So just me personally, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Yeah. Right, um, I'm going to get out of here. Um, I appreciate the vibes today, man. Really, really needed some good vibes to start the week. And uh, yeah, appreciate James. it. Letting us talk about Room 110, our little event. I'm also doing a space later on PA. They actually invited me to talk about psychedelics tonight, too. So check that out. Dude, definitely. I will be on the lookout for it. I'm actually going to set up here for a little bit. And in a bit, probably kick off a stream here in another hour or so so be on the lookout for that as well um but yeah you know just wanted to make sure that we kept this going we'll still do one i'm not sure what your schedule on friday looks like but you know you guys let me know if there is any time any type of slot that y'all can make work you let me know what time and we will schedule it for that time um you know and if not if we need to push it back a couple days let me know as well Appreciate that, brother. And uh, much love to the wonky fam. Thanks for everybody hanging out today. And uh, if you're going to Basel, we'll see you there. Much love. All right, y'all. Take it easy. Much love, ladies.